This week on the podcast, we'll discuss annual benchmarks for social media, TikTok's new ad program, Amazon's TikTok-inspired feed launch, and Instagram testing a new option to promote brands using user-generated content. Hello, team, and welcome back to All Marketing School. Today, I am not alone indeed. In fact, today I have something special with me, the wonderful Sophie. And Sophie, hi, how are you doing? Hello, I'm so excited to be here. We met for the first time the other day as well, didn't we? Um, and I followed you and Alt Marketing School for so long. So it's nice. I feel like I'm sharing the stage with a friend. Uh, I'm excited to be here. And the best friends always talk about social media marketing, am I right? It's true. <laughs> so remind us a bit of uh, our Pretty Little Marketer and what it is, because I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners will know you already from that. So they're probably going to put in a voice or a face to a name a bit more. Of course, yeah. So I am Sophie, of course. I'm a coach and consultant, um, do all things social media and alongside working with really cool brands and fun projects, I get to do exciting things like this because um, I run a rather big <laughs> community. Um, PLM across platforms is a community of 350,000 people, which is wild um plm started as an instagram page that i started as a student as a hobby just to feel less lonely because marketing is big and vast and i felt very little and confused i post online every day and you know over the last three years that opened doors now i get to yeah talk about social media day in day out which is (laughs) fun interesting confusing sometimes but yeah all started from a baby hobby and one percent better every day i love that i love the one percent better and also I love that as well as you're talking about social and marketing and your content is amazing every single day, I managed to rope you in to spend another half an hour of your day talking about social media. So again, win for me, I'll say. This week, actually, I want to start because we're talking to somebody also that likes research and kind of loved kind of like Snoopy into things. I actually got my hands or my eyes, I don't know, depends how you see it, on the Rival IQ annual benchmark, which came out a couple of months ago. And there's a lot of juicy stats. And obviously, if you are into data as much as we are, you can definitely check it out. It's very in-depth because it broke down about 5 million posts and it got lots of details from them. And there was one highlight that I really loved that I wanted to talk about, and is the average post frequency is on decline on social media. Interestingly, Instagram is still flat, even if I have seen it slightly decreasing. But actually, there's been a 20% dive on both Facebook and Twitter, which I found really, really interesting. I mean, not that I would know how many people still post on Facebook as a page. That was something really interesting to me. TikTok is still growing. All of these things are still happening that we know. But we are seeing as well as a decline in organic engagement, also a decline in posting frequency. I was slightly surprised, but not as much as I wish I was. Yeah. What do you think? Have you seen it yourself as well? That kind of like quantity, quality versus kind of conversation happening a lot on platforms? Oh, definitely. I think myself, obviously, I have had PLM for three years now. Um, Well, three years next month. It's our birthday soon. It's really exciting. Um, I remember when I first started out, I posted seven days a week. Um, I was working in an agency at the time as well. And we too, on every platform, seven days a week, we were really kind of on it with being visible every day. But I think probably over the last 12 months for myself and the clients, 
clients I work with, work with some of the UK's biggest brands. They want to post content that's good over content for the sake of it. And I'm kind of, I've always been the person that's preached quality over quantity. I describe it on LinkedIn often as like a takeaway. Um, if you get a Chinese takeaway seven days a week, but only two times a week, is it absolutely delicious? It kind of fills that hole, it fulfills you. Those other five times kind of don't compare and overshadow those two yummy meals that you've really enjoyed. Um, so for me, I'm almost glad that hopefully my home pages are beginning to be filled with content that is better, even if there's less of it. I'll take two yummy takeaways a week over five mid cold <laughs> late takeaways I don't enjoy as much um so yeah definitely something I've seen um client accounts as well um what about you and you guys what what about you yeah actually I love what you mentioned there and there is something within that that I'm gonna top off first of all a thousand percent we also have seen it a lot and that's a big conversation with our students and if anybody's been following AMS for a while you remember that our teacher Jess Bruno also talks a lot about like the consistency and what it looks like but on top of that, I love what you mentioned. It made me reflect, going back to the takeaway analogy, we're going to drive with that one. I think also the way that we consume our takeaway, the way that we eat our takeaway, whichever that might be. Uh, I, I will go for pizza because I'm Italian and I live by the stereotype, I guess. Um, I think it's different in a way that also the way that we choose what we're going to eat in our takeout decisions is a lot simpler. I think we are less about quantity also within the content itself, bringing it back to content. Um, so instead of having a post that shares 17 ways for me to do something, I think a lot of us are looking for content, which is ironic when you think about it, that is more going back to our actual takeaway, that has one takeaway, that has one yeah. action step, one concept, which is really interesting because then you go against, you know, blog posts and YouTube videos and podcasts that might have different prompts. But I find, especially on social, I've seen this kind of deeper dive aspect instead of lots of different things in a lot of people around me. I don't know, again, if you've experienced that as well, but I wanted to add that because that's how we have seen a big change as well. No, I love that. I totally agree. It's something I, I think I did a post on this on PLM maybe a month or two back. And again, I like to use food analogies because we all, we all eat, we all, you know, we all have our favorite foods and drinks. So I always kind of revert back to them and described content online. As you said, like it's like edible, quick, snacky bits. I changed my strategy on Instagram in January to, uh, as you said, give every post one takeaway. There's one point, there's one action point, there's one thing point um, and my engagement like tripled um, business has been better and I think you're right it's around that like clarity piece I think a lot of us in everything we consume whether it's socials fashion tv we want simplicity we don't want to watch 10 movies at a time anymore we want one and then the next and especially post pandemic I think we've all had time to think and step back and I don't know reflect on what really matters and how we want to live and how we want to digest new things I know for me I really value quite a simplistic approach to how I consume and yeah I think a lot of us are, are shifting to yeah an easier browse I would say for sure totally right that's what I'm interested in now based on what you chose to bring to us this week I'm all years it's about Amazon. I'm not going to talk too much about it. I'll let you kind of tell us what you love it and what it is. But I find it interesting because it goes back to their kind of edible snack bites. 
and almost kind of Amazon stepping into a bit of the unknown or another territory that has been playing with a long time. So tell us more because call my attention too. I am so excited about this. So Amazon have now launched Amazon Inspire. Um, it actually, there was rumors of it last summer because I remember writing a LinkedIn post about it and then I never heard of it again. And I was curious as to where it went. And now, now it's here, it's back. So Amazon have now launched in the US specifically, I assume rolling out globally this year or soon, a TikTok inspired feed on their mobile app. Um, it's called Amazon Inspire, the Inspire shopping feed. Um, and I'm so excited about it. So essentially, uh, if you're in the US, you should be able to open the app and there's like a, a light bulb icon along the bottom, press it and you're like immersed in this Amazon like TikTok space. Um, you scroll just like you would on TikTok. You can double tap to like. Um, but obviously all the content on there is Amazon specific. So customers cannot post on Amazon Inspire, but if they leave reviews of products, it might then show in the Inspire feed. Um, the main purpose of it is one for brands, um, but two to really push their kind of creator and influencer program that we often see people promoting on TikTok. When users in-app purchase from your Inspire as a creator, you earn commission. Um, so I think it's a really interesting way to, one, amplify the user experience. I always look at reviews. You know, I might be seeing a product, then I'll go to YouTube or TikTok. So it keeps people in-app. But also another opportunity for creators to monetize. And I don't know if you get on it quick, might be some big bucks over there. So I think this is so cool. I would love to see other apps. You can see how excited I'm getting. I just think it's awesome. We <laughs> haven't seen something like this in so long, but I would love to know what you think, if you love it as much as I do, or you don't perhaps. I think I'm not necessarily that level of excitement. I am obsessed and it's not where I'm at because then I'll explain why though. Because actually I know what's coming up next with some of the other bits of news. And if anything, I get into my inquisitive. I put my little yeah. little inquisitive hat on. I'm putting it on now, imagine. Excellent. And it kind of makes me think about, you know, how the ecosystem of the creators is kind of coming back to like strengthen their relationship with brands. Whereas for a while I've seen that there's been ups and downs with, you know, uh, TikTok, Pinterest, you name it. Uh, Instagram's creator programs that appeared and disappeared. So I think it's such a smart move from Amazon to actually own that space because obviously instead of facilitating connection with brands still on um on a kind of like almost like an intermediate level, like you know, you're the middleman, Amazon, realistically speaking, is the platform. So obviously the brands put their uh, I was thinking about the word products that's the one on the platform but then it's still obviously Amazon and then will push accordingly or they will kind of create that connection so I think it's really really clever from Amazon what is not too surprising though or maybe it's surprising is that at the same time as this is out also both TikTok and Instagram which we'll talk about today started finding new ways to enhance collaborations so my Obviously, everybody's always looking at what everybody else is doing, but I'm wondering whether this is really a way to kind of kind of try to capture the creator's attention. Because obviously, as a creator as well, there's so many different platforms you can push and promote and sponsor and kind of really focus your attention on. And so what is interesting is that all of these platforms have a very similar um, type of uh, content and format, actually, when you think about Amazon literally ripping off TikTok. 
And it's kind of interesting to see what creators are going to do. You know, where are they going to put their attention? And uh, are they going to try different things? Are they going to be focusing more on something like Amazon because it's clearer for the intent? It's less about an ad and a sponsor. It's literally the whole idea is to be a space to review and showcase for Amazon products. And obviously we know that the um, TikTok made me buy hashtag was so huge that Amazon started looking at this. And that's probably why last year you saw this. So that's where my inquisitive eye is on because I'm interested, I'm excited, but also I really want to see how that shapes up the next six months for creators and partnerships. Is it making sense? Oh, yes. I love that. I think I, I never, I've worked with brands before and whenever I sign contracts, it will say influencer, Sophie PLM and oh, that's not my fave. But I, I, I would describe me and what I do as a, a content creator and something I really struggle with actually that I, I guess this could feed into, you know, now Amazon offering opportunities. I imagine other apps and competitors are going to see that, do the same. TikTok, Instagram now launching like other ways to work on their platforms. There's a lot to choose from, isn't there? Which is a a good thing, but also a bad thing. So I think it'll be a real kind of testing, not testing time, but like a really good time for creators, content creators, influencers to sit down and kind of re-strategize on where am I going and where do I want to be? Um, I think the worst thing someone could do is try to be everywhere visibilities create that kind of oversaturation and spreading yourself too thin burnout it can be a real struggle um so i think it'll be interesting yeah to see who's going to approach it first how is it going to work and equally how are potentially larger creators who are already on platforms multiple of them going to incorporate that into their strategy because yeah i think it i think it'll be a tricky one and it's interesting to see where the creator economy is going as well changed so much in the past 12 to 24 months and now additions of this um big changes come in for sure i love that thought very inquisitive always love the queen of inquisition there she is actually going back to what you just said so what are the other two things happening that caught my eye about creators is that first of all tiktok announced a new brands ads kind of sponsor content where basically now brands can add their content to a media partner's content, which basically means if they use that ad, that revenue that they will get will also be split with the publishers themselves. So think about it as a way to actually make some extra money by actually kind of, you know, selling the ads within TikTok to the publisher or to the brand, and then almost kind of getting that, again, that middleman experience as well. And again, to top it off, Instagram is also testing out something similar because we never stop. And this is a new option that will help brands discover in, like any relevant user-generated content in the app. And then they can actually share these examples to better promote their products in stream. So basically using to promote their shops. Well, you can actually start adding user-generated content to the product listing, which kind of encourages more review and more, again, kind of like honest content and review-based content and customer content within the app. So as you see, it's kind of interesting how TikTok went a bit into that kind of ad space, which I'm not surprised because TikTok ads are still very much really good for cost per click. They are actually great for budgeting. They have lots of reach. So obviously they found a way to share this with the publishers as well. This is called um, TikTok Pulse, Premiere Pulse, I believe. And then Instagram instead was like, wait a second, we actually are removing shops from uh, the UX experience. 
but we're not really removing shops just yet. So I, I don't know if this is a way for Instagram to try and revive shops. Because I thought they were gone. I thought they were gone. They were like, buy, it's been nice. We don't like it. Nobody likes it. But now they're bringing this back. And this is really interesting because I don't know. This is just for the brand perspective to add this generated content. But it would be interesting to see if this will also tap into that kind of marketplace that Instagram is trying to create for creators. So yeah, it's it's been a busy week in the content creator world. And I don't know. I mean, actually, I want to ask you. What is your take? Have you used, have you kind of dabbed into Instagram shops? Because I personally haven't <laughs> in the last three years when it was that. Yeah, no, I've never, I've used TikTok shop a few times because it's just so, oh my goodness, when I see, and like the, no, the, the TikTok lives where they have all the things in front of them and suddenly things are like 20 pounds off, I cannot say no. But I think what TikTok really got right about that shop experience that Instagram never did was that like immersiveness. I can watch someone use it and immediately there's a button in the corner where I can buy it, free delivery, I'll come the next day, you can get coupons. It's almost gamified. Whereas Instagram, it was very separate. Even when I clicked on a post when it had the little dots on to shop the items, you'd go to quite like a clean, boring looking page like there was nothing that grabbed me or interested me as a user um, whereas on TikTok you're in it I can see it being used um, so it'll be interesting to see you know shops are going but they're not going are we going to start seeing lives in feed on Instagram for that more kind of like e-com social selling aspects but yeah that experience for me it was never there I've never never used it never purchased from it um, TikTok other yeah other side of the story and I love that you mentioned TikTok actually because Instagram did have a test and started testing live with shop products in them they actually tested it and we're going back maybe 2021 correct me and the listener if it was 2022 I don't remember but I know that it was there and it was there for a very short period of time and then fleeting once again um it was then gone so it kind of makes me wonder whether Again, when we felt that live shopping could have become something actually quite big. And then it's almost like you see that every single platform tried it, par LinkedIn, thank God, but everybody else tried it. And then it kind of interesting to see where it only, you know, was sticking. And the only one that actually was sticking when it comes to the social platform was TikTok, because I, I 100% agree with you, the immersiveness is what really makes a difference. So it's interesting because... I always look at how the platforms are evolving and I've been really struggling, but not in a bad way. I'm, I like the challenge. I've been struggling to see where with summer and with the second half of the year, where things are going. The only platform that I see is really holding its space and carving its space at this point is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter is a dumpster fire. Um, and so it's true. And obviously Pinterest is still the underdog. I kind of feel like at some point it's going to find its its mainstream spa but it has a very specific niche and and type of users and even brands that use it really well so yeah for example the big ones like tiktok and instagram it seems like everything is going in circle and they kind of copy each other we're going to get back to things and so i don't know it's hard for me to put my prediction out on but i can genuinely see a bit of a lull time before potentially a bit more pivoting happening especially for these platforms that there's a lot of pressure compared to other platforms as well. But I'm interested in where LinkedIn is going. 
What about you? And I'll ask you to put a prediction out of tone, which is a really hard hat to put on, but there was something that she put it on. Everybody, she put it on. If you're watching the video, you can see it. It's on. It's beautiful. So, yeah. What about you? What is maybe one prediction or something that, you know, you've been thinking about when it comes to social for the next six months and where things are going? Oh, I love that. And I totally agree when it comes to, like, that TikTok v. Instagram, it feels like they're like constantly grappling for like the same thing. I did a webinar last November or it might have been last summer. The months go so quick with Sedge Beswick. And I always hope I say her name correctly, but she founded Scene Connects, who are like an innovative influencer agency. And we were talking about the influencer space, the future of socials. And um, she shared this really interesting thought around how TikTok and Instagram aren't alike at all. They just look similar. Um, and she then went on to describe TikTok as not a social media platform, but an entertainment platform. So the same way that you use Netflix, or you might you know, watch a podcast on YouTube or Spotify, that's really who TikTok are competing with, not Instagram. And I thought in that moment, I that thought just made so much sense. So much so that you're like, why have I not thought that before? Because that is so clear. TikTok for me, I'm not active on it really as a user or as a business because I am too busy everywhere else, but I do want to jump on it better at some point. But as a user, it's my favourite. Going back to the benchmark report that you started with, one of the things I noted actually was that TikTok had the highest engagement rate so far this year and last year compared to every other platform. Um, And I think it's because we want to be there as well, that immersive aspect, you feel like you know people you feel like you're part of communities in december or january adam missouri did a i think it was a like a reel or um a story and he set out instagram's three priorities for this year um and one of their main priorities is just connecting people which is interesting when we think of that ugc aspect that they're now kind of bringing in broadcast channels and all of these new ways to connect with people so i'm really excited one for tiktok to continue to flourish into this entertainment space almost outgrow its social media roots and see what happens there but also what i I do think and this might be an unpopular opinion but i do think that instagram have learned from their kind of copycat mistakes and I really do see them going into their own this year. Um, broadcast channels, aside from Telegram, feels really unique to a platform like Instagram, to a social channel, the UGC aspect now. I think they have learnt from their mistakes. And yeah, I think it's a year and it's going to be a few months for them to really get creative and step back and think, what are we? <laughs> Who are we? <laughs> Where are we going? What do we want to be known for? So we think big changes, definitely going to be tricky to keep up with as it already is. But both platforms I see going kind of like this into their own and hopefully big, exciting things coming. And I hope carousels make a comeback because um, they're my favourite. <laughs> so yeah, those are my thoughts. Absolutely, absolutely love that. And the only other thing I want to add to that because I think that's all spot on, he said, then as a user, as a marketer, as a brand, as a creator, put your label in there and own it. But whoever you are, then I think it's going to be easy for you to understand which platforms you want to be on because you understand what the platform is 
becoming is, is embodying, just like, again, LinkedIn, we know is that professional network, but it's that professional story, but it's not just about your work, it's about your whole relationship with the work and the world of careers, which I think it's so beautiful and it clarifies it for you. So once, as you say, Instagram steps into its own, TikTok does the same, it's so much clearer then for you to choose where you want to show up and how you want to show up. So please and thank you, keep on going, careful with Twitter, again, still dance the fire, but aside from that, uh, very, very exciting. Last but not least today, actually, before we leave, I want us to hear from our certification student and graduate, Emma Parker. She's going to share with us, just before we leave today, a very simple but yet powerful video marketing tactic that's going to help actually brands test their video strategies and start small before investing more time into these platforms. Hey everybody, my name is Emma Parker. I'm a freelance uh, video editor, animator, motion graphics designer. I work primarily in the Adobe suite, so Premiere Pro, After Effects, Illustrator, all that good stuff. And I work with four good organizations. A lot of my work centers around receiving a brief, usually from like a mental health organization or a university. A lot of times I team up with people who are maybe more on the academic side and want to communicate their ideas in a creative way. Um, so I do everything from animated training to working with organizations to help them create short form video for social media. So it really just depends on what the project brief is about and also what the needs of the organization are. Sometimes I try to guide organizations slightly away from the original brief, just with some ideas about video marketing that have shifted in the last couple of years. So I want to talk about a tactic that I use with a lot of my clients uh, for video marketing. So a lot of people know video marketing is one of the biggest things that you can do to grow your account, especially on social media. Um, there's a lot of studies to back that up. I don't need to go into that. But one thing that I see a lot of organizations do is dumping all of their money and time into one big video. And a lot of times that does not perform the best. What I recommend to organizations, especially ones that haven't really figured out what their viewers like yet, what their niche is, is to pick someone who is really excited about the idea of creating videos, someone who's comfortable on camera and have them record themselves just turn their phone camera on and record themselves for like a, a couple minutes about three times a week pick a social media platform to post that on whether it's tiktok instagram linkedin and do that for honestly three to six months then you can really start to understand what your audience likes and then if you want to invest the time and money in a bigger splashier video with maybe a professional video editor or something like that then you have a good starting place and that also really helps the editor to know what kind of audience they're dealing with so start small and then build to a bigger video and that's it from today and for this week. So much goodness, so many good things. So I'm actually very, very grateful for you to spend any time with us, Sophie. I hope you had fun because we would love to have you back. So we always make sure that we re-roll re the carpet for you when you're ready. Uh, but thank you. And before we go, please let us know where we can find out more about you in case people have any questions or want to geek out about TikTok or anything else and the love for carousels. Of course. Um, I am Sophie Miller on LinkedIn. I post as, as me. Um, every other platform is just pretty little marked out one word. You can find me on TikTok, but I don't really post over there because, you know, I, I love to hide behind a carousel. Um, but I have loved chatting with you today. I walk alone. And if we have any freelancers listening or kind of founders, it's usually just us trying to get to grips with what's happening this week. Um, so absolutely 
love your weekly series, catching everyone up. And it's nice, it's nice to connect with marketers and talk about what we think and how we're feeling. Um, because it's tricky, it's tricky out here sometimes. So it has been a great time and hope there's been some good little nuggets too. Plenty of nuggets, more than nuggets, plenty of delicious meals, and I'm so hungry and I just had lunch. Without further ado, thank you so much everybody again for being with us this week. We'll be back next time, but in the meantime, class dismissed. Thank you.